The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us uh, on this weekend that started out relatively sunny and warm and got cold quick. Uh, as always, if you want to be part of the program, you can call us, 877-670-7117, or send us an email with a question or a comment at, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. How goes the battle in the Finelli household? Good morning. Feels like uh, it's 2021 all over again this week in markets. Kathy, oh. Kathy Woods, uh, Warren Buffett again, and... Tesla's up 50%. Yeah, he was Warren Buffett. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching lots of Warren Buffett videos lately to remind myself of the right thing to do uh, as it relates to investing anyway. Bitcoin's so. going to the moon. Yeah. It's, it's, Stonks just go up. YOLO, back, back, uh, you know, the best uh, barometer for me, actually, of what's going on is Josh's generation is the, is the uh, millennials and how they're behaving and how much their money they're spending and how they're feeling about spending money. And uh, they got a little tepid there for a while, but it seems that they're back on the Making It Rain program. So we'll see how long it lasts. I know Jay Powell, uh, I hope Jay Powell's been paying attention. He's he's going to let us know uh, what his thoughts are next Wednesday. So uh, I'm sure he'll be a wimp. Well, as, as you, had the, you had American Express report this week, which... The stock was up 10%. Millennials were making it rain, On so Friday. to speak. And then, the Well, American Express reported their biggest uh, quarter of charges ever in the history of the company. And then you had Discover a few days prior, uh, you know, that lower tier credit consumer uh, and charge-offs rose dramatically in the expectation of conditions getting pretty, pretty bad in the months and weeks to come. We'll see if the millennials can pull us through. It's up to you guys. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets, U.S. stocks. As measured by the S&P 500, and this is what Josh is talking about, back to rainbows and butterflies, the S&P 500 was up 3% last week and is having a banner start to 2023. Uh, international developed market stocks had some underperformance last week. They were up 1% still, though. Uh, the emerging markets were up 1.5% last week, and it's funny, Josh and I were looking uh, trailing uh, trailing three months, international developed market stocks are up about 20%, uh, and emerging markets over the last three months are up 25%. So huge moves for both of those markets. Uh, U.S. small cap stocks are up about 2.7%, uh, so they're also having a good year uh, there. We didn't see much moving in the interest rate complex, so if you looked at the aggregate bond index so uh it's sort of the broadest market index for the bond market it was essentially unchanged last week from a price perspective uh the yield on the two-year treasury is 4.2 percent and the yield on the 10-year treasury is three and a half percent so the yield curve is still inverted it's not quite as in inverted as it was last week but it still remains uh pretty pretty inverted and we'll see what happens next week within the three day two day fed meeting uh what happens with the interest rate complex gold was mostly unchanged at 1930 an ounce and oil also was unchanged but we did see a lot of volatility in the oil markets last week um as it looks like you know we will start to see a p potentially a pickup in demand uh coming out of china as China continues their reopening um it's so interesting to see that reopening in china you know, we went through this, how many, we went through it like 18 months ago, what they're going through now. And, um, but there's obviously just a lot more people, which creates a lot more demand. So it'll be very the, interesting to see what happens like with the, the price of oil. The accumulated savings figure was actually a pretty close approximation to what U.S. consumers saved over the time. It was like two and a half trillion or something that can, Chinese consumers didn't spend. And, but of, of course, the number of people, uh, it's less on a per capita basis, but, 
whether or not revenge travel and some of those other dynamics that came in the wake of COVID in the United States materializes yet to be seen. But well, it's also interesting to see China's uh, GDP, if you can believe the numbers that they send out, uh, grew at 3.3 percent, which is the lowest it's been in quite some time. It's hard to imagine that G- how GDP grew when everybody was locked in their apartments. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, the Chinese can make up the numbers however they want to. They, they're they going to eclipse us a little bit slower than they were previously, but it's uh, still still an inevitability at this point. Well, it's funny. We had a, uh, Josh and I had lunch with a, a client uh, who uh, lived in China and worked for a big company in China for a bunch of years. And, um, you know, she was reminding us that for most of human history, uh, China's economy was the biggest in the world. Uh, and you know it's relatively recent that China's economy wasn't isn't hasn't been the biggest in the world, and obviously that's going to change again here quickly. But their economy has now finally started to, or their their not not the economy, their population has started to shrink as a result of that one child uh, deal. So the big economic news last week was we got the fourth quarter GDP report for the U.S. economy. The U.S. economy grew by 2.9 percent in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was slightly lower than the 3.2% growth we saw in the third quarter, but it was still growth. Um, consumer spending certainly weakened from the third quarter, but it still stayed positive. Uh, housing was the sort of biggest drag on GDP, but government spending, of course, was the biggest boost uh, to, to growth in GDP. So it's very interesting to see. I think most economists were surprised by the much better than expected GDP print in the fourth quarter. I certainly was uh, one of those people that was surprised. The other thing is we we got uh, jobless claims last week. That's essentially people filing uh, for unemployment uh, last week, and it was unbelievably low. So the labor market remains uh, very surprisingly resilient. We'll see the effect that all of these technology companies' layoffs have as they sort of trickle down uh, into the rest of the economy. But as we sit here today, the labor market remains more than robust. I mean, we're at more than full employment. Three and a half percent is tied the record low for lowest ever employment in this country. And so um, it's it's such a weird place to think about. Uh, how, you know, everybody's talking about a recession, but it's hard to imagine a recession with three and a half percent unemployment. The other thing that I wanted to note from the GDP that kind of blew my mind when I saw it is <laughs> nominal GDP is now 26 trillion. It was only 21 and a half right prior to COVID. And so when you think about the effects of inflation on the nominal, so the in- that nominal number just the, the size of total G- gdp gdp is now five and a half trillion more than it was just two and a half years ago it's just sort of blew my mind to think about yeah from a growth rate perspective that's crazy uh the fed's uh preferred uh inflation game gauge came out that that's the personal consumption expenditures price index or the famous pce it rose five percent in december uh compared with december the previous year uh, the, from Dece- from November to December, it was up a tenth of a percent. Um, that's the lowest level of growth in the PC since October of 2021. So obviously, inflation continues to go in the right direction. It ha- lower, of course, if you, assuming you want inflation to go lower, which we we do. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be very interesting. The messaging coming out of the Fed. So next Wednesday is the end of the Fed's two-day meeting, and uh, the market and everybody in the world is expecting the Fed to raise rates by a quarter of one percent. We'll get the Fed funds rate to a range of between four and a half and four and three quarters. I think most people were expecting Fed funds to get to that five percent number, uh, but now there's a lot of, uh, I guess, argument in the marketplace about whether we're even going to get there. Um, I hope we do, but we, time will tell. It, it, I think the biggest thing next week is going to be the messaging from the Fed and what they say. And then real quick, Josh, in the minute we have left, uh, earnings season's obviously underway fourth quarter. Uh, and that's been actually surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, 143 companies, uh, S&P 500 companies reporting as of Friday. Um, so quite a ways to go. But uh, starting, and of course, the the big Big tech starts next week, but uh, we've got Microsoft so far, at least. But S&P 500 earnings growth up uh, 1.6% year-on-year, so not so bad. And energy earnings, of course, leading the way, up 60%. Chevron on printed a $35 billion. We've certainly seen a big divergence, too, yeah. even within industries of certain companies that are operating better than others. So Yeah, but it's the beat rate has, is a, essentially at historical averages so you know i mean of course companies 
lower expectations and then always clear the hurdle. We talk about this every earnings season. But, but all that matters is the year-over-year number anyway. Yeah, and so. it's, you know, there's positive surprises that are outnumbering the negative ones, that's for sure. All right, if you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about how this current market is a very close analog to the late 90s, early 2000s. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. high desert wonderland and you like to be outside the ben factory stores have what you need for the central oregon outdoor lifestyle make a bold statement and save up to 70 percent every day over 20 famous brand names like columbia nike and pendleton and locals like learning express toys runway fashion exchange and cascade mattress and bedroom furniture shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted great buys that reflect your personality learning express toys is your local connection to get the toy kids love and wish for Legos, squishmallows of all sorts and the latest and coolest fidgets make indoor playing fun with games and toys for every age learning express toys is central oregon's favorite toy shop don't forget to ask about the birthday box avoid supply and delivery issues when you shop local and get those wishes today smart shoppers start at the ben factory stores south highway 97 because everyone needs an outlet adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now they're SkyRizzy. Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face -face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, uh, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your estate plan, your financial plan. 
Whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988. Or you can always uh, send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review, and we will get you on our calendar. This information comes from Bloomberg, uh, and this is why we talk about time in the market uh, rather than trying to time the market. But for all of you grandparents out there, uh, remind your grandchildren about how important the power of compounding is. And the most important part of the uh, compounding process is time. So if you start save, if you don't start saving until you're 45, you will need to save three times as much money as if you start at the age of 25. So if you wait 20 years, you have to save three times as much to get to the same place. Um, and so when I bring that up, you know, we don't necessarily care how much somebody saves. If it's 25 bucks a month, it still counts. Uh, and so the younger and the sooner you can start saving money and investing it, of course, uh, the better off you'll be. And you can allow that power of compounding. When you think about the wealthiest people on the planet, like the, the, the Buffett's, you know, but most of 80 plus percent of Buffett's wealth has really come in the last 10 years because he's had the power of compounding. When he was my age, he, he was wealthy, of course, but he was, you know, it, his wealth now on a relative basis and absolute basis dwarfed the wealth he had in, at 46. And all, all that, the only difference was uh, that power of compounding. And so if, you're, if you can start when you're 16 and you have a job and you start contributing to a Roth IRA and putting it in the total stock market, uh, that power of compounding is unbelievable. And the best part is you don't have to do anything except save the money. A really common question we get is what percentage of my income should I be saving for our clients that are in that accumulation phase? And the answer is always just more sooner. And our profession tries to extrapolate returns in this linear fashion and worry about what you can control, which is your contrib contribution rate and the timing of the contribution itself. Yeah, believe us, the most important factor in how much money you have for retirement isn't your, the returns you get, as long as you get decent returns. And if you, if you just get 6.5% or 6%, more impactful to you is is how much you're able to save and how consistently you're able you're able to do it. And precisely why we say average returns for an above average period of time is going to lead to fantastic results. So, and then before we talk about um, uh, QCDs, uh, I, I did want to bring this up. Um, Deutsche Bank did a study, uh, and they did it's a long term asset stu return study. And they said that the last time interest rates were near current levels, which was the 1950s, they weren't quite as low as they are now, but the last time they were really, really low, treasury bonds lost 40% of their inflation-adjusted value over the following three decades. Uh, I would say the, the prospect for treasuries is probably worse on an inflation-adjusted basis from where we sit today over the next 30 years. It's probably more like 50%. And so, you know... Bond markets move in much longer cycles than stock markets. You know, when you think about cyclical bear markets and cyclical bull markets in the stock market, they're it's the entire short, career of short of but most bond, professional investors. Yeah, yeah. bond markets. Uh, and so, you know, we just went 1980, 1982 is when this current the last bull market in the bond market started. We think it probably ended sometime last year. That's a long time for interest rates to go down and bond prices to go up. We think the opposite is going to happen. It almost coincides with forward. the thirty-year period before it. At thirty-year increments, it's the vast majority of your working career is encapsulated within one uh, one pendulum swing within the fixed income landscape. Right. So, okay, let's talk about qualified charitable distributions or QCD. So, for those of you that are in the required minimum distribution phase of your life, meaning you are 72 years or older, uh, you know that you, if you have an IRA, traditional IRA, you, the government says you have to start taking money out of that because they, they want to tax that money. Remember, you got the tax credit or benefit on the front end when you made the contribution and you didn't have, you didn't have to pay income taxes on that money. Then it grew, tax deferred, and, and now the government says, you know, even though you don't might not need this money, we are forcing you to take it out in the form of a required minimum distribution uh, so we can get tax revenue on that money because it's taxed as ordinary income. And so, you know, a lot of you out there listening, a lot of our clients say, you know what, I really don't need this money uh, and I don't really don't want to pay taxes on it. What are my options? Uh, and one of the most 
popular and, and co common options that people uh, use, especially if you're charitably inclined, is something called a qualified charitable distribution. So, Josh, why don't you describe what a qualified charitable distribution uh, is from an IRA? Well, a QCD is simply just a direct transfer of funds from the custodian of your IRA. So whether it's LPL, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, whatever it is, payable directly to a 501c3 qualified charity. And uh, for a lot of you that are charitably inclined, um, in lieu of taking ordinary income uh, that you don't actually want, uh, your financial advisor or your custodian can facilitate that dis distribution uh, directly to the charity. So it doesn't go through you. It goes directly from custodian to custodian, and that's the key. And uh, you don't have to withhold any taxes. The charity gets the full extent of the gift. So if you were already giving money to charity, it's a fantastic solution to avoid uh, additional taxable ordinary income and to actually uh, increase the magnitude of your giving because you're not withholding any taxes. So the important sort of things to know is that you can you can give up to a maximum of $100,000. So that's a lot of you say, well, Mike, what are you crazy? My RMD is in $100,000. Well, guess what? We have clients and there are a lot of people out there that have IRAs that are that are big enough that their RMD is over $100,000. You can't give more than $100,000, but you can give up to $100,000 as a qualified charitable distribution. That's that's the important thing to know. Um, the charity doesn't care. It, you know, let's say you're donating. You, the charity sells whatever you're donating immediately, so it's not like the charity cares. You know, if you're giving them securities or whatever, they they sell it immediately. Uh, the important thing to know. Josh mentioned 501c3. It has to be a 501c3 charity recognized by the IRS. If it's, you know, there's a lot of entities out there that call themselves charities, but the tax, you know, the IRS hasn't said that yes, they are. They haven't been approved to be a 501c3. Uh, so that's important for you to know if they are in fact. Um, some, you know, in the past, I thought I was working uh, with 501c3s, and I looked them up on. You know, there's websites you can look them up, and they, I found out that they weren't. Uh, and so that's important. And then lastly, like Josh said. It has to go directly from wherever your IRA is held directly to the charity. It can't go to you first. It has to go from that custodian to the charity's custodian. And so when we do this for our clients, when we do QCDs for our clients, we just say, okay, let's say you want to give it to your church or the Humane Society or whatever it is. Um, we ask them, you just got to get the name of the person at that charity that is responsible for this. All of these charities have a person that does this, uh, and we just reach out to them. Those people know exactly what instructions to give us, and you're just going to have to sign a couple forms that your financial advisor will send you, uh, and it's really, really easy. And then the charity will send you a letter that you can use on your taxes. So um, this is a great way for anybody that's charitably inclined or has thought about being charitably inclined. Uh, instead of giving a charity after-tax money and trying to get the tax credit, it, a better way to go if you're in the retire, required minimum distribution phase of your life is do this qualified charitable uh, distribution, QCD for short. Um, if you uh, have questions about it, you want a free retirement review, want to know more how that works, uh, you can uh, call our office to get a free retirement review scheduled if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. The number here is 800 743 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. And send us an email. We'll be right back. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Senior Living High Desert, our residents celebrate life at every age. Every day brings new, memorable events and experiences that bring joy and fulfillment to our residents. We also offer comprehensive health and wellness programming, restaurant quality dining, and compassionate care from a dedicated team. 
For more about our community or to schedule a visit, you can learn more at prestigecare.com slash high desert. Again, that's prestigecare.com slash high desert. Today, I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Central Oregon is a great way to describe where we live. It's centrally located close to mountains, rivers, lakes, and within just a short drive of the beach, too. At Thomason Auto Group, they're just like you. They like to get out there and enjoy what this part of the world has to offer. But getting there should be part of the adventure, too. Thomason has hundreds of great cars, trucks, and SUVs hand-picked so pretty much anything you're looking for is in stock and just waiting for someone like you to go out and enjoy your next journey. Because the journey is just as important as the destination. Thomason Auto Group is family-owned with locations in Bend and Redmond. They're close by and ready to help you find the right vehicle to get you out there and enjoy the great Central Oregon outdoors. Enjoy the journey with a little help from Thomason Auto Group. Online at thomason.com. Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here. Where are you? In Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One-of-a-kinds, discontinued models, and old furniture friends. Well, why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect. The Warehouse Clearance Sale at Wilson's Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands on sofas, love seats, sectionals, recliners, lift chairs, cocktail tables, end tables, over 700 accessories, up to 75% off. So much stuff. There's furniture and mattress clearance specials at both stores in Bend and Redmond. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. The sooner you come in, the better selection. At Wilson's of Redmond, Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend, we've got the furniture and mattress for you. Sale ends February 28th. Wilco's Farm Show Days is here. It's our biggest sale of the year. With discounts on pet supplies, lawn and garden, livestock, feed and fencing, boots, paint, and so much more. Save all February long during Farm Show Days, only at Wilco. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. If you go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, uh, you can see all our past videos, our, e-new- our past e-news videos, all our old radio shows. So if you want to get somebody hooked on our fabulous radio show like you must be, you can go to our website or tell them to go to our website or send them a link to our website uh, and you can see why both of us have faces for radio. I guess Josh, who was it? Some One of our clients thought that Josh looked like Tom Cruise. He's uh, experiencing early dementia. <laughs> Is it Tom Cruise from the first Top Gun or Tom Cruise from the last one? I mean, he looked pretty young in the last one. Whoa. Yes. Okay. Right? On that note, let's uh, get back to the radio show. Got to get some Kenny Loggins on this outro, Tim. Yeah, come on, Tim. Kenny Loggins. We've been, we've been missing Kenny Loggins. 
Um, so here's something I, you know, I came to mind this week meeting with clients um, because, you know, when we talk, it's always funny when we talk, do an e-newsletter and we send it out to clients or we sit across the table from a client or talk to them on the telephone and they ask us what we think is going to happen in 2023. Um, you know, we're, Josh and I, quite frankly, aren't overly optimistic. We think it's probably good and we're going to trade in a range. You know, we'll trade higher, trade lower. There'll be plenty of volatility, but I don't know that we'll finish the year positive. It really depends on what Jerome Powell decides to do and his cronies at the Fed. Um, and so then, then clients always think to themselves, well, shouldn't we do something about that? That that sounds not good. And so maybe we should be doing something about that. And we have to then remind them that just because Josh and I have an opinion uh, about the short-term direction of the market, that's uh, worth about as much as a cup of coffee. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, we, we, everybody has an opinion about the short-term direction of the market. But if you look at the the success rate of Wall Street strategists in predicting, predicting the market a year out, stock market, the bond market, they're all failing miserably at being good at it. And so why are Josh and I any different um, with a lot less resources? The major banks were 0 for 16 at the onset of 2022. And so I bring that up because we have to remind clients, especially new clients, that uh, investment decisions, so, so changes in your portfolio should always be based on your life circumstances changing, not what the market is doing. Now, the caveat to that is, you know, Josh and I made changes to our client portfolios, uh, allocations to the bonds we had because of the interest rate environment. And to us, it was a no-brainer to shorten our duration as much as we could and improve the credit quality as much as we could. So, so that I'm not talking about those kind of decisions. What I'm talking about is like wholesale changes to your risk level. Uh, and so... Anytime you're changing your risk level, either adding risk or taking risk away, it should always be based on your circumstances in your life, not the market. Because, you know, I remember in, in 2021, we had lots of clients that were relatively conservatively invested. You know, 60% of their money was in stocks and 40% in bonds. And obviously, those 40% in bonds were a drag on their performance when the market was as good as it was in 2021. And so those people are saying, well, Maybe we should increase our risk. Maybe we should have 80% in stocks. And it's like, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Investor, we'll do that. But we're going to wait for the market to go down 20% before we do that. And then when you call them up and you say, okay, markets are down 20%. Remember, you wanted to take more risk. They say, no, why would we take more risk now? And so that's that's the important lesson that all of you need to learn because we have a segment that's going to talk about invest today, invest investment returns versus investor returns and retail investors all of you out there listening that don't have a financial advisor your returns are awful like when you look at you all in aggregate i mean most of you would be better off just owning either money market or u.s treasuries your returns would be about the same and they would be much smoother the fastest. and it's because of your behavior making changes the wrong changes at the exact wrong time as an advisor you know past past behavior is the best indicator of future behavior for sure and that was sort of i think the beauty of 2020 is that fastest bear market ever you really got a window into who was going to freak out and who did and a lot of those people you know they thankfully stayed the course uh and so in 2021 the fomo didn't creep in quite so much but uh, here we are again. Remember, Obviously. investment decisions should be made based on your life circumstances and not the market. All right, let's tackle some emails. We got an email from Don, uh, and it's D-A-W-N, so forever who hasn't sent this. Um, I'm 68 years old, collecting Social Security and still working. I'm aware that my benefit could increase depending on the size of my current earnings, but when would I see that extra money? Don is correct. So uh, what Don's talking about, she's obviously still, I assume Don's a woman, still employed, uh, but she's collecting her Social Security. I hope that Don waited uh, till her full retirement age, which was probably 66 in so many months, so she wasn't penalized on her Social Security. But Don is, uh, still or is still working, collecting her Social Security, and is wondering uh, if the benefit will go up based on her earnings. And if 
So what Social Security does, um, it, it's obviously based on your highest 35 years of earnings, no, mad, no matter when you produce those earnings. So, Don, uh, you're correct in that if you have a larger salary right now, which, uh, you know, later in life, is replacing the early years. Um, so once a year, Social Security Administration reviews earnings records uh, for all of their beneficiaries. Uh, who work to determine whether they're eligible for an increased payout. If, if Don, if you're eligible for, for an increase in your payout, um, it takes effect in January of the following year. So, Don, assuming you know, you're making more than the beginning part of those 35 years, which I'm probably sure you are, your Social Security will go up uh, not only by the COLA, uh, the cost of living adjustment, which we've just seen two of the largest cost of living adjustments since the early 80s. Yours will also go up by the amount uh, that it should go up because of your increased earnings. So a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think that once you sign up for Social Security, even if you're still working, that that's not going to have any impact, but it does. So, uh, that, but the only caveat, Josh and I would add, is that if you're going to take if you're going to take Social Security and still work, make sure you wait till your full retirement age. Otherwise, you're essentially uh, penalized 50% for every dollar. Uh, in Social Security that you would normally get for every dollar you make over 19000 uh, All right, we got an email from a Don R. in Redmond. Uh, Don says, should most, Josh, you can take this one, should most investors reinvest their dividends? Why or why not? My initial thought is while still accumulating assets, yes, but when withdrawing in retirement, take the dividends in cash. I've read stats that say a large percentage of compounded returns come from reinvesting dividends, so it seems like a good move and another way to dollar cost average on a small scale, but maybe I'm missing something. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um, we hammer on this point quite a bit, but 40% of the long-run return from the S&P 500 comes from the reinvestment of dividends. Far too often we see client portfolio construction geared toward the creation of income and uh, the collection of that income in resulting in all of those dividends paying to cash. Uh, the better strategy, we would argue, and the data bears this out, of course, is that you want to construct your portfolio such that you have a bucket to pull on when stocks are going down. Uh, that bucket we use, of course, short-term treasuries, but the idea is your stock should always be reinvesting because that is going to dramatically enhance your return over time. And a big chunk of that 40%, of course, comes from these multi-month or multi-year bear markets where every quarter, or in some cases every month, depending on the equity, uh, you're reinvesting uh, those earnings right back into stocks and buying them at a lower ebb and, of course, juicing your forward returns going into the future. Yeah, and the other thing for everybody to realize in a bear market is, you know, when dividends are being paid in a bear market, that's good. Obviously, you're getting like Josh just said, a lower price. Here's, uh, you know, retirement generally is about 30 years. And so uh, there, I can give you two 30-year periods uh, and, and tell you the difference between dividends reinvested and not. 1933 to 1962, the pure price return of the S&P 500 was 8.3%. So if you'd invested $10,000, you would have had 108000 over that 30-year period. The total return, meaning dividends reinvested, was 12.8, which would give, have given you 367,000. 1993 to 2000 or 2022, price return was seven and a half percent, giving making that 10,000, The total return was 9.6 percent, which would make it 152,000. So big difference, uh, dividends reinvested versus paying the cash. Um, you know, it's not the end of the world if at some point when you are in retirement, where you know, are, are going to take some income. But the data is very clear that reinvestment of dividends uh, makes a huge difference in total return. And as Josh said, 40%. All righty. If you'd like to sign up for our – there's Kenny Loggins, Josh. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter – Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list. When we come back, it's a shame of the week. We're going to talk about annuity sales. Uh, go for it, Iceman. I can see you out on the beach in the zinc and the umbrella. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
High Desert Chamber Music, in collaboration with the Tower Theater Foundation, invites you to a special evening featuring the Central Oregon debut of the Rodney Marsalis Philadelphia Big Brass. Marsalis, principal trumpet for the Chamber Orchestra of Philadelphia, leads a veritable dream team of virtuoso brass players in a high-powered display of infectious beats from Bach, to Bourbon Street. The group reflects the diversity of America and is dedicated to bringing the joy of great musicianship to audiences of all ages. Opening the concert will be the Youth Choir of Central Oregon and joining the brass band will be High Desert Chamber Music's own violinist Isabel Singer for a very special collaboration on stage. This will surely be an evening you don't want to miss. This Live at the Tower presentation is brought to you by Mission Building and takes place Sunday, March 5th at 7.30 p.m at the Tower Theater in downtown Bend. Get details and tickets at towertheater.org. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clearer skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is all conversation-based, so it gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world. You'll really see a difference in how you can speak and how conversational you can be in just a few weeks. Babbel isn't just lessons. You can listen to podcasts, play games, watch videos. You can even take live online classes with a language teacher. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. The lessons online and in the app make it easy to learn from pretty much anywhere. University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. I am part of said team, Tyler Simonis, and that guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. The one and only ladies, Josh Finelli. We're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Man- I guess men too. Uh, Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in Bend. And if, uh, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, uh, you can go to our website. That's uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just send us an email. Say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and we'll get you on that list. You just uh, you in the, on the 15th and 30th every month, we'll get a short five- or six-minute video. Uh, from us talk or Josh and I are talking about what's going on in the capital markets and most importantly for our clients, how it affects their portfolios. This comes from Bloomberg again in, in the year, August, 2000 fortune magazine published 10 stocks to last the next decade uh, by December of 2012. So 12 years later, a portfolio containing those 10 stocks had lost 75% of its value. <laughs> and this is Fortune, right? There's some sharp cookies that work at Fortune. Again, another reason that if the so-called experts can't be picking winners, why do you think you are going to be so good at it either? So, it, it, you know, it, it's really, really hard. It doesn't seem like it should be hard, but it is really, really hard to pick stocks successfully. Most stocks have 
awful track records over time. Uh, and then, so this sort of reiterates that um, all economists agree that predicting a stock's price is tough, but only 59% of Americans agree with that statement. So, you know, most of you out there think that uh, picking winning stocks and, and knowing what the direction of the market is relatively easy to see. Uh, we know that that's not true. Josh and I know uh, doing what we do that, that, that it's not true. Um, you know, we had uh, in the middle of June toward the ends of June when the market was down, uh, the S&P was down 20 and the NASDAQ was down almost 30% on a year-to-date basis, worst start to the year in a long, long time. We had a lot of people saying to us that the market was going to go down another 20% by the end of summer. Here we are close to the end of summer and markets have rallied significantly. And our phones are dead. Yeah, and, and those people that the thought that the end of the world was imminent, guess what? They're gone. And, I, you know, it's so hard for us to not call them and say, well, what happened now that stocks are up? Shouldn't we go to cash? Like, this is when we should go to cash, right? And, you know, it's like, why weren't you calling us last December when the market wasn't at an all-time high and saying, you know, I think markets are going to go down? No, you waited for markets to go down 20%, and then you called. And so don't be one of those people. You cannot time markets. It's time in the markets rather than trying to time the markets, which is how you'll be successful. But you should none of you should be out there picking individual stocks. Uh, if you do it over time, the S&P is going to trounce you. And I know you can say, I'm going to buy Amazon, I'm going to buy Apple, I'm going to buy Google. Those are all unbelievably great businesses. They've created wealth like almost nothing ever has. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're going to beat the S&P 500 over the rest of your investing lifetime. Statistically, the chances of that happening are close to zero. Okay, let's talk about taxable investment accounts. So, you know, this is one of those things that Josh and I take for granted, uh, knowing that these things exist. Uh, but when we talk to them, uh, when we talk about them with uh, prospective clients or clients and, and, and adding money to them or opening them and, and funding them, um, it's as if we're splitting the atom. So, Josh, first, just explain. I know it sounds basic, but explain uh, to everybody what a taxable investment account is. And then we can talk about why we think they're so great. Taxable investment account is just like it sounds. It's just essentially a bank account for stocks. And most people out there listening, you may already have one. And you probably call it or reference it as your brokerage account. And uh, that's just... A place that you know it's not you're not getting tax deferred growth like you would in an IRA and you're not being you're not able to uh, reduce your taxable income via uh, contributions it's just a place where you are parking money and you can own the exact same investments in a taxable account uh, that you buy in your retirement accounts yeah so I mean the advantage is so so the wealthiest people in the world uh, this is where most of their money is. So they either have it in the trust, but if you think about, you know, Jeff Bezos or or, or uh, Bill Gates or all these kids, they own most of their shares in the company in a taxable form. It's not in a tax deferred form because there are no contribution limits. You can put a hundred billion dollars in a taxable account, uh, it, which is its greatest advantage. Is the extreme flexibility that you're offered, and uh, it's. You know, that money is liquid in two days if you're buying something that settles on the New York Stock Exchange. So, so it's the other reason, you know, every, they, Bernie Sanders of the world talk about, Elizabeth Warren talk about why the wealthy pay the lowest, such low tax rates. You know, they say, well, you know, these guys are paying 15 or 20 percent taxes when their secretary is paying 25 percent. And it's because the, this is how most of these people get their – where they get their money. And the the tax the taxation of these accounts is at a much more Which I think rate a, than I, ordinary income. I think is a great segue to one of the other primary advantages of this type of account is it offers near tax free compounding if you plan carefully. So, you know, if you're like us and you're using exchange traded funds that don't pay capital gains each year, uh, you're essentially going to have very minimal tax liability associated with this account, provided you're not realizing actively realizing big gains. So, of course, I max out my retirement uh, contributions every year uh, dutifully, but, you know, I can save more. Thankfully, I'm thankful enough that I, I can save more above that. And so I save way more in this kind of account that's a joint account for my wife and I than I do anywhere else. And like Josh said, you have 
full liquidity. I have access to this money at any time. In fact, I have a checkbook on my uh, taxable investment account. I, I don't have to wait till I'm 59 and a half. If a business opportunity comes up, I can use it for that. Uh, and again, remember, I'm paying capital gains rate taxes, which is a lower tax rate than my income tax rate. And I'm just paying it on the gain, not the total amount, like when you take money out of your IRA. So there's a ton of flexibility that go along in owning a taxable investment account. And then most importantly, and this is the big one, um, when, because we've been doing this so long, when you get to retirement, and let's say you have a, a client with a $2 million IRA and you have a client with a $2 million taxable account, the person with a $2 million taxable account is in much better shape because their tax liability to get at their money is so much less than the person taking money out of the IRA. So if you take money out of a traditional IRA, you're paying ordinary income tax on the whole amount. So if you take out 10000 bucks and you live in the state of Oregon, uh, most likely you're going to net about 7500 after taxes, seven or 7500 If you take the ten, same $10,000 out of a uh, taxable account, you can do some tax planning that your tax liability might be negligible at best. The reason we're such big proponents is because you're able to control where your marginal dollar, that next dollar comes from. And so when you have those big one-time expenses, uh, you don't need to be rating your IRA above your required minimum distribution to access that money. So it lowers your overall cost of capital, gives you that big amount of flexibility. And we see the psychological impact of a higher net after-tax distribution and then that it leads to people actually wanting to spend their own money. We see this unnatural aversion to spending from a qualified account uh, because of the tax liability associated with distributions. The financial services industry, financial advisors, CPAs, want everybody to put as much money and have all their money in tax-deferred accounts. Uh, we're, we're just not as bigger proponents of that because when you get to retirement, like Josh said, the accessibility of these taxable investment accounts is so much better and you can control the taxes. So as long as you invest in tax-efficient investments, which is what you should be doing uh, in these kind of accounts, uh, you should be aggressively saving in a taxable investment account. All right, if you want to be part of the program, you have a question or comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 